Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, personal finance expert, speaker, writer, and business coach. I teach women of color how to build wealth and gain financial independence through side hustles and investing. On this show, we're serving up POC-friendly personal finance knowledge, always with a side of sass. We're talking about how to make dinero, how to keep it, and how to make it grow. If you're ready to become poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and I have a bonus episode for you. Let me tell you guys, this week has been a freaking roller coaster of emotions. I am so excited. If you haven't already noticed on Instagram, I posted that the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast is officially a two-time nominee for the Plutus Awards. <laughs> So we were nominated for Best New Personal Finance Podcast and Best Personal Finance Content for Underserved Communities. And I just want to say thank you. 
I mean, I was honestly just blown away that we're even part of the finalist list. And this is all because of you and your support and your nominations. So I'm just eternally grateful. You guys are amazing. And so I figure the best way to say thank you is to release a bonus episode. So we are going to be talking to the one and only Loida Velasquez. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about real estate, especially how to know if you're ready to invest in real estate. I figured we need to speak to someone who knows all about this topic. And so today's episode features Loida Velasquez, a realtor at eXp Realty. Loida Velasquez is a real estate agent in Southern California who built her business through the old school approach of cold calling and door knocking. Prior to transitioning into real estate in late 2014, she worked in the marketing and advertising industry for eight years, and the combination of that experience along with her passion for real estate has allowed her to become successful in a short period of time. Currently, Loida is a well-known real estate expert, and she shares her knowledge through her YouTube community and Instagram, where she helps thousands of agents through her real estate-related videos. Let's get into this convo with Loida Velasquez. All right, Loida, how are you? Thank you for being here. Yes, I'm doing great. How are you, Janice? I'm great. And I'm very excited to have you on the podcast because this is going to be the first conversation that I'm hosting about real estate. And so this whole podcast episode was inspired by um, a post that I recently put up about my experience as a landlord and kind of how, how and why I walked away from it because for me... I think I just had a, I had an idea about what it was like to own real estate and being a real estate investor, but I really don't think I knew what the heck I was getting into. And it was one of those situations where I just got into it because that's what everybody was telling me I should do, right? It's the responsible thing. Go buy a house. Paying rent is a waste of money. Yeah. And that's just not enough information to make a yeah. really good decision. So I'm really happy to talk to you. And I just want to start off by um, you having uh, you introducing yourself to the audience and us getting to know you and kind of what your journey has been and how you ended up in real estate. Awesome. Yes. So my name is Loida Velasquez. I'm a real estate agent in Southern California. I have been in the business for about five years. Prior to transitioning into real estate full time, I worked in marketing and advertising for about eight years. Three of the last years that I worked in that industry, I was pretty much just traveling 100% of the time, living out of a suitcase from hotel to hotel. And it got to the point that I just didn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. And that's kind of when I saw real estate as uh, something that interested me, not only because it was going to give me an opportunity of me showcasing my skills in sales, but at the same time, I would be able to educate and also help out a lot of people that were interested in buying and selling a home, especially since many of them possibly had a bad experience back in 2008 and lost their homes. So for me, it was kind of a transition to help individuals and also help myself. And I've been doing that ever since. Um, when I started, I wanted to put my journey out there. So I, I started recording videos on YouTube. And most of my videos now, if you go and take a look, they're mostly training videos for real estate agents, just because there's a lot of shady agents out there, unfortunately, and a lot of agents that don't know what they're doing. And ultimately, I want to make sure that whether it's an agent that I'm working with directly or an agent in another state that's helping out a client, I want them to make sure that they're delivering the best quality customer service and also 
um, educating their client as to what it is that they're doing, whether they are buying a property or selling their home. Awesome. That's a that's a great mission. And I think um, having people that are in the Latinx community and are able to, you know, provide that that like cultural nuance when it comes to making these big decisions, I think that's really mm -hmm. important, too. Yeah, definitely. And I do see that, especially in the Hispanic community, many of them are scared to take that first step into home ownership. And many of them are not knowledgeable in, in terms of what it takes to become a homeowner. So the fact that I'm there to provide that information and give people like a peace of mind and also make them seem that uh, I know exactly what it is that I'm doing and helping them make the best decision, it's a great feeling. That's great. So let's get into the basics. So what are some what are some things that people should be thinking about when they're you know saying to themselves, I think I'm ready to buy a house? How do you actually know that you're ready? Yeah. So when you're ready to buy a house, there's a few items that hopefully it's kind of like a checklist. First, um, whether you have some money saved down for a down payment, perhaps you are a renter that's just kind of getting tired of paying rent to the landlord. In some cases, we see individuals pay out here in California. The average rent is like maybe $2,500. And many times, especially first-time buyers, it's very possible that they can purchase a property and their mortgage payment be just the same or maybe even a little bit lower. So what I like to tell people is that let's, let's see where you stand. Many of them think that, oh, I need a super high credit score or I need like $50,000 for a down payment. And nowadays, there are so many programs available, especially for first-time buyers, that it doesn't hurt for you to see where you stand and if it's possible for you to actually purchase a home. So you want to talk a little bit about some of those programs that are available? Yes. So some of the programs that are available are like zero down payment, down payment assistance. We have helped clients with credit scores as low as 580. Um, I think everyone has a different definition as to what they think a low credit is. Sometimes I ask uh, potential home buyers and they tell me they have a 680 credit score. They think that that's really low. When in fact, even if you have in the high 500s, you would be able to qualify for a home loan. Now, some of the things that come into effect with the credit score would be the interest rate. And all of these are factors that are in combination that a professional lender, a mortgage broker would be able to really break down all of the figures so that um, someone can see exactly what it is that they can qualify for. As far as finding a realtor, I feel like that relationship, it, it really dictates the failure or success of a deal because you're really relying on that person, not just for information about the neighborhood and, you know, the value of the home and whether it's worth it or not, but you're like, almost like a counselor, right? Sometimes people are just looking to you for advice. So what advice yes. do you have for someone who's looking for a realtor? Like, how do they know that they're the right person for them? Some of the questions that I would ask any agent, let's say if I was a homeowner, is that I would ask exactly what they're going to do to make my offer stand out. What are their different negotiation skills that they have, their track record in getting offers accepted? Because for the past few years, we have been in a real estate market where we see multiple offers. And now here in California, I have been in situations where I'm representing a buyer and we're competing against 14 other offers, yet my offer gets accepted. 
So it's knowing how to write a good offer that will help your client stand out. So that's definitely something that a buyer needs to ask their agent and also an agent to make sure that they can do their homework, not just write up an offer based on what the, the client thinks that they should do, but do their homework in terms of the comparables, what needs to be put into the terms. And also if the agent is going to be contacting the listing agent, usually that's something that I do for any of my clients, just because I want to make sure I get as much information so that my offer stands out. That's excellent. All right. So I know there's a lot of people that are interested in using real estate as an investment vehicle. So I'm wondering if you have any advice about kind of the best practices or the best ways to use real estate as an investment strategy. Yeah. So one of the ways that investing in real estate is very helpful, especially being a first time buyer, is that you can purchase units. So in any state, residential real estate is between one and four units. More than four units, it's considered commercial. So for example, there's a program, the FHA program, which is three and a half percent down. If someone like, let's say I was a buyer, I qualify for that program. If I find multi-units and I live in one, I can rent out the other ones. And it's very possible that the, the rents that are coming in pay the mortgage. So that is one option. Another option is obviously renting or buying a property and holding it. That usually requires a lot more money for a down payment. And that's when you just become a landlord. You don't live in the property. Those are like the top two that I would recommend. Okay. So I'm curious, what are some do's and don'ts of real estate investing that you'd like to share? So one of the do's, it's definitely take a look at the numbers before you pull a trigger on any property. I think many times uh, we get so caught up into how the home looks and if it's turnkey and remodeled. But the what's most important, especially if it's an investment, is the rental income that's coming in monthly. So taking a look at that, also depending in the area, taking a look to see if whether there is rent control or not whether the property is already occupied by tenants, how easy it would be to get rid of the tenants if for some reason it just doesn't work out with them. So these are things that, that anybody definitely has to do their research on before they they commit to purchasing a property and then get stuck with it for a long time. Yep, I would totally agree with that. <laughs> now, I will tell you a little bit about my experience for reference. So I, um, my husband and I, we got married in 2013. And of course, you know, the first question after people get married is, oh, when are you buying a house? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we saved a couple, we saved some money. And then in 2016, in the summer, we found a two family home. And the reason why we started thinking about that whole situation is because, you know, we're thinking, hey, we're going to rent. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. It's out one unit and then live in the other one and it's going to help, you know, just manage the mortgage. It'll be easier or whatnot. But I came to realize certain things about my personality. One, I grew up in a single family home, so I was not used to living with other people. So that mm-hmm. was a shock for me. And I think that's something that you have to think about, right? When you're thinking about this situation where you might be buying like a duplex or a triplex, like, is your personality suited for that? Because you never know, you know, and and if you don't think about that before you make that decision, it's kind of too late at that point, unless you want to just rent out the whole, the whole place. Um, And then another thing too, my husband and I, we are not handy. And I don't think we realized how expensive repairs and maintenance are. So even though we had achieved this quote unquote American dream, we were like house poor because we bought a house that was like over a hundred years old and it just had like a lot of issues that we couldn't even predict, you know, through the inspection process and yeah. whatnot. So I think that's why I'm a little kind of, uh, I guess, jaded about the whole like real estate investing thing. But I think I came at it from a, not an educated position. It was just more of just like the peer pressure mm-hmm. of buying a house. So what advice do you have to people that feel like this pressure to buy, but maybe it's just, it might not be for them. Like is home ownership for everybody? Ultimately that is up to the person themselves. I would suggest don't listen to outside sources because there will be family members, friends that are trying to pressure you and tell you, why haven't you bought anything? Um, But ultimately, whether it's a single family home, a townhouse, a condo, uh, what you want to take a look at is a long-term goal. So the benefit of home ownership is that you can start accumulating equity to the point that maybe after five or seven years, you do sell that property, you have acquired maybe 60000 in equity, you can pull that out, and now you can either use that for another investment property, purchase something bigger, or just take it out and, and start renting. So it really comes down to what your long-term goals are. Um, but definitely home ownership is an option. I mean, 
if someone is going to be renting, they could maybe explore the option of uh, buying. And if they don't want to deal with all the headaches of repairs, and usually townhouses and condos have a homeowners association, and those are the ones that are involved in repairs and things like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And I actually live in a, a community with an HOA here in Florida, and they take care of things like the roof repair, like gutters, external maintenance, the landscaping and all that stuff. So um, that's definitely a good um, alternative to kind of taking on all the responsibilities of uh, of the property maintenance. So that's a great suggestion. Now, I do have a question. How are you, are you seeing any changes with the market due to COVID-19? And do you think that we should be kind of on the lookout for this seller's market changing in the near term or long term? What we have noticed in the past few months is that in a lot of states, real estate was kind of on hold. We were not allowed to show any properties or even any listings that we did have active, they had to be on hold. But what we did see is that there were still a lot of buyers taking a look at homes and actively wanting to purchase real estate just because the interest rates are still significantly low right now. So for someone that has a long-term goal of purchasing a home and being there at least five to seven years, what's important to them is having a low interest rate as opposed to continuing to pay rent. Now, what we also have noticed between March and April is that the prices of homes have have remained stable, but eventually we will see a dip. When that's going to happen, we have no idea, but usually when the prices of homes do drop, we also see the interest rates increase. Um, so that's why we feel that a lot more buyers are taking advantage right now, even though the pandemic is going on, their goals for home ownership and acquiring a lower interest rate is more important than, uh, than waiting long-term. Yeah. So do you have any personal stories about like a real estate fail or mistake that you would want others to avoid? Yeah, I do have a story. I was recently working with a client. She, uh, she owns multiple properties as investment properties and their rentals. And, uh, we had an issue with one of the properties because she's the type of person that likes to manage everything herself. And when this whole pandemic happened, um, I'm pretty sure you guys saw in the news, it was all over the place. Like, Oh, you don't have to pay your mortgage or rent. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay that. And a lot of people fell under this trap. Like, Oh, it's forgiven. I don't have to pay it. Like I just get to live for free type of thing. When in reality, they don't. So there's a lot of misinformation out there, first of all. But in her particular case, she has a property, the tenants stopped paying rent, they became very hard to get a hold of. Then when they finally reached out, and we were able to connect, they said, Look, we're not going to pay the rent. We're fine here. And also the big thing right now going on is that a lot of the counties and the courts are closed. So evictions can happen. So I'm from her standpoint, she still has to pay the mortgage. She has these tenants that are not cooperating with anything. They just uh, don't feel that they need to pay rent for some reason. Um, and this is something that we see all the time, whether it's right now or just in general. What I recommend for any homeowner is to get a property management company, because especially my client being uh, a younger woman, sometimes tenants feel that they can just step all over you or, oh, she's not going to do anything type of thing. So you want to 
have backup in case things do get bad back and you need to take them to court or things like that. So um, finally, it got to the point that she did end up getting a property management company. They went every single day, knocked on their door, finally got a hold of them. And now they've reached some agreement where they know that they have to pay back the rents. But that's just one of the things that that does happen when uh, homeowners own investment properties. Depending, again, with the tenants, you have some great tenants, but then you also have some tenants that are going to be a headache. And it's usually much better for a property management to be handling everything so that the the owner does not have to deal with all the the headaches, especially if they don't know any of the legal um, things that, that are Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Involved if they need to proceed with evicting them. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's actually one of the things that I explored when I decided that I was going to leave New Jersey because that's where I bought my property. Um, But we decided that it made more sense just for us to sell the property. It just wasn't something we were interested in kind of managing from far away. But for people who are interested in the property management side of things, like what is the typical fee that they charge for that service? Usually it's about seven to 10% of the monthly rent. So it can okay. So for this lady, uh, the rental was $2,000 and it's like a $90 monthly fee that gets taken out from the rent that they collect. So it's not like she is paying up front every single month. Okay. Yeah. I think it really just depends on what's going to bring you peace of mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm curious what your real estate investment strategy looks like. Like, what do you dabble in? Yeah, so I like to invest in properties outside of California, just because out here, everything, the average price point is maybe 500, 550. And outside of this state, you can get properties for a much better price that can go a long way. So Texas is one that I have looked into and that I will be purchasing later on this year. And multi-units, again, and having a property manager, that's ultimately what what I want to get into it and continue doing. So how do you familiarize yourself with neighborhoods and areas outside of where you live? So I have a great network of agents in different states that help me with the comparables and also running the numbers so that I can make the best decision once I'm ready to pull a trigger a trigger and invest. Got it. Okay. So for like a normal person who's not, you know, in the biz, um, do you have any suggestions for how they can kind of start that research process if they are interested in buying property that's not necessarily like close to where they live? Yeah, you can connect. You can definitely connect with me and I'd be happy to connect you with agents wherever it is that you are. Um, because I have put my videos out there on YouTube, I have built a huge network pretty much all over the world. And that's how I've been able to connect a lot of my clients that don't even live in California. Um, so I would be a great first step. If not, you can uh, probably through Facebook groups or online, just Google a brokerage, real estate brokerage near 
whatever city it is that you are living in or are interested in, and you will be able to find an agent. Awesome. So where can we follow you and find out more about you? Yes. So you can follow me on Instagram, Loida Velas, or on YouTube, Loida Velasquez. You just type it in. I'll be the first one to pop up. And then as in terms of my real estate team, teambcsold.com. Excellent. Loida, this has been a great conversation. And I just thank you for your insights into how to kind of get into real estate, you know, the very basic stuff so that people can start thinking. Because I think a lot of people are kind of figuring out what's my next move once this yeah. the world comes back to normal, right? So exactly. <laughs> education and knowledge is power. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'd be happy to help. You can reach out to me and I can answer all your questions. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. News about events and more. If you're loving this podcast and you're ready to take your dinero to the next level, make sure you check out the YQD community. This community is a Patreon membership community that gets you exclusive access to the Yo Quiero Dinero Slack group. You get access to Janice and other subscribers to help you accomplish your money goals, plus get free exclusive access to all YQD live events and monthly meetups with Janice and other guests from the podcast. You get a free t-shirt, 50% off private one-on-one coaching, and more. To find out more, head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com and check out our Patreon community subscription options. You can also head over to Patreon.com slash YoQuieroDineroPodcast for more information or go to our Instagram and click on the link in our bio. Until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay confident, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.